hard, man. I had to watch that. No worries. Had to watch that. That's Greg Hunter, right? Yeah, USA Watchdog, man. I'm a big fan of his. But wasn't it's not that. It was the particular guest he had on, uh, Dr. Uh, Martin, David Martin. And um, he was just dropping truth, which a lot of people are not recognizing, you know, kind of almost what we're talking about here. Our topic today is people not recognizing things. Um, I think they think they're out of, you know, maybe we're out of the, out of the, uh, you know, we escaped the, the, the crisis and on, but like the, 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 the real crisis is about to hit uh, soon enough. And it's going to make this inflation and everything else look like, like peanuts, not even a worth worthwhile discussion, to be honest with you, right. <laughs> because uh, inflation and all that is something that all preppers should have been prepping for really shouldn't affect the prepping community at all. We should have always been preparing for inflation, um, putting our, you know, you're, you're, you're a big proponent of putting your money away, being a good steward with your money, uh, making good financial decisions. So everything that's going on now, you know, should have been ideally what preppers were preparing for, especially seeing the times that we're at, you know what I mean? Um, now, if they didn't, they crucially made a mistake, and that's okay. We all make mistakes, but hopefully, they correct those. They'll correct those mistakes. So. Yeah, it kind of it kind of blows my mind the um, reaction you're seeing from preppers um, in terms of just kind of some of the ones I thought would be a little bit more prepared for this. They seem a little more caught off guard than I thought they would have been. Yeah, and it's it's weird, and it's similar to the same thing with COVID nineteen. Which, you know, um, before we met, um, you know, I let my audience know on um, Prepper Agenda uh, IG that I was selling masks. Now, I was buying masks in December of 2019. And, and I was stacking like you wouldn't believe, like you like to say, to the roof. Right. <laughs> you know? And by the time January came, I was selling all the ones I was stacking and still buying. And I just find it so hard to believe that preppers, you know, one didn't, you know, why not take advantage of something if you can, which will contribute back to your preps. And uh, a lot of people call that hoarding. It is what it is. I knew it was a unnecessary thing to have in the first place. And the last box that I sold, I begged the lady not to even buy it. But if she was going to buy it, she had to pay for mar- full market price, which was $400 for a box that cost me $16. So, Man, that's, And that's, that's such a win. And I don't, I don't have any problem with, with people doing that, it, the hoarding or price gouging or, you know. Well, I, think I don't really consider it that. And here's why I don't consider it that. And we'll, you know, we'll continue this conversation. You'll understand why. You know, it's, it was an unnecessary purchase. These people who bought this and who, who, who came on to this fear that was ir- irrational and not and um, unsensical and my people perished from a lack of knowledge. It was just stupid. And so I don't have a problem, and I hate to say it this way, but this is the, maybe the kindest way I can say it, is if stupid people are going to act stupidly and as long as it doesn't go against my morals, I'm going to take advantage of that. 
you know. So if somebody wants to spend four hundred dollars on a pair of eagle tickets, which I think is stupid, I equate that to a box of masks. Same thing, you know. One's for entertainment. Personally, the other one's for entertainment. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, as <laughs> yeah, it your your own peace of mind and in mindset, you know, it's like. Uh... It's, it's no different, yeah. Like that's funny you say eagle tickets for four hundred bucks because I just bought some for about three fifty. <laughs> exactly. It is, it is uh, what it is. It is what it is. They're I'm coming not gonna... to Houston. They're coming to Houston in uh, mid November, and I've never like that's my team, and I've never actually seen them play in person. So, <laughs> as things, as the world gets crazier, I'm trying to check off some of those bucket list things just because right. in my mind there might not even be an NFL in 10 years. So ten years. I, I'm going to go ahead and go watch these Eagles play and just at least say I did that. It, it's I'm in a different kind of mindset right well, now. When it's it plus you, you have children. So it's also a family affair. So oh, I know no, no, not- I'm just, I'm just going with the boys. Ah. Oh. All right, so it's a true bucket list item. All right, yeah, so, it's just sure. it's just gonna be some debauchery and uh, and hedonism, but it's you know something I want to get out of the way, just like I say I did it. Look, it's it's you know you have to enjoy yourself. Wellness is a big part of actually uh, part of my plan um, is wellness and health and getting your mind right, getting away from nonsense. So if you, as long as you got things in place and you're not jeopardizing anything, that's not a big deal. And and that's exactly how I saw it with these people that I was selling these masks to your individuals. This wasn't no person who was um, or any almost anybody I sold to. Um, they weren't people who were in the hood, you know, barely making it. These are wealthy people thinking they know better. And so they want to jump on getting N95 masks instead of like uh, the paper ones because, you know, they got the money. So. Right. So no, I don't feel bad for stuff like that because yeah, that's, I, I, I try to I try to explain that to people all the time too. Like, money's relative. You know, four hundred dollars to me might be like forty bucks to to somebody else. Four right. you know, four hundred dollars to me might be like four thousand dollars to somebody else. It's just not attainable. You know, it's just money's relative, and I think people forget that based on their their own personal um, lifestyles or situations because it's. It is what it is, you know. And it's not just that. And just to kind of not to belabor this point, but it's not like I'm selling baby formulas. See, that would be against my morals. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't go out there, hoard up a bunch of baby formula, turn around, and do a 4,000% profit on baby formula. But I knew. I personally knew. And now my research has now proven that I was correct, that these masks don't work. And so it was a useless, senseless thing. And if these people can't do research, can't do basic common sense stuff, and well, they, you know, my people again suffer from a lack of knowledge. And that suffering doesn't necessarily clearly mean that you pass away, even though that verse <laughs> applies that. But, you know, they just, um, you know, they make mistakes. So it was, it was, it was a costly mistake for, I doubt if it was even a costly mistake for anybody who bought it. To be honest with you, <laughs> yeah, it was just it was just a cost of doing business for them. Really, it was just a cost of doing business, and most likely they lived in liberal areas where you had to wear a mask, or at least they thought you had to wear a mask to just go shopping or do normal things. 
So they're like, well, if I'm going to have one, I'm going to make it an N95 one. So it is, I don't want anybody to come off and and hear me and think that I take advantage of, you know, poor old ladies. (laughs) I mean, because that's just not how I was raised. That's not where my moral stance is. But um, I'm definitely going to do things that and, and are in the that best point, during, during that time frame, you were actually doing giveaways for Mass too. And I, oh, I, I yeah, have, that's a good point. That is a good point. So a lot of people, you know, they may not. That's you. But and I actually were, was giving nurses masks to people that actually maybe needed the mask. I was giving away if you were a nurse or anything like that. Had so many masks that just let me know. I'll send you a box of ten. Not a big deal. You know what I'm saying? So the profit, some, you know, altruism that I, you know, that I did. Now, I'm not right. saying I made a dent or anything like that. <laughs> but, you know, about, I don't know, two dozen people. I mean, I'm sure they felt, you know, special. So right now, <laughs> if now we're. I'm just going to keep this in the podcast and everybody who's, who's listening, welcome back to the last prepper standing podcast. You're getting a little bit of a taste of what it's like when me and Frederick ready, sit down and talk. This is how it goes. We just, we just go on Jags and we'll talk about everything that's going on. So I want to keep this in here for the podcast, but this is kind of the official start of the podcast and Frederick, thank you for being back, man. Hey, no problem, brother. And and they're right. They get the they're like a fly on the wall, man. They get to live. We haven't talked in a while, so this should be this should be good. No, yeah, a little bit, a little bit longer than uh than I think normal for the last couple of years. We usually check in with each other a little quicker. Um, I just for me, man, I've been so bogged down with really just like I said, trying to enjoy life and knock off some bucket list things. Um, the start of summer, we got to go to Florida. Um, we drove out there from Texas. I made a classic, or not a classic mistake in terms of like everybody makes it, but a classic mistake in terms of me for like how I operate. Um, months prior to this wedding, man, I had looked up how long it takes to get from the city where I'm at, which we'll just say Dallas for this, this podcast to Florida. And it said 10 hours. I did not look up how long it actually took to get from the place I'm at to the place I'm going, which was a clear on the other side of Florida. So it was actually 17 hours. <laughs> oh so man. That, the, that the, was, that was definitely a big mistake, brother. Big mistake. So the day we're supposed to leave my wife, she did her own Google search and she says, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, Oh, what's that? Like I didn't even really, didn't really like catch my mind. She's like, "That's our house to the hotel." I thought you said it was ten hours. Said, oh shit! I think I just googled <laughs> to Florida. Said, yeah, I think so too. So we're, at, we're. I know those tickets. I remember when you were talking about it because those tickets were just ridiculous. So yes. that's my, is that why you drove? Because you didn't tell me you were driving. I thought you were flying or not no. going. So we had back-to-back weddings, and I, I just flat out couldn't justify the the purchase of two air the tickets both both ways. Like I, I'm never driving from Texas to California again, especially where I'm at in Texas, because I'm an hour from the Louisiana borderline. So I'm like I'm as far across. Texas You're on the other side of Texas, yeah. yeah. I'm as far across Texas as you could get. So I was like the wedding in in California, which we had to go to about five, six days after getting back from Florida. I'm like, I'm going to fly to that one. I'm going to be tired either way. So I'd always planned to drive. It was just, I didn't plan to drive for 17 hours. I planned to drive for 10. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, it is what it is. 
But anyways, there's like stuff like that. We had a great time in Florida. We had a great time in California. Uh, we're going to be knocking some stuff off this weekend, going out to a, to the lake, having fun, enjoying the 4th of July. But I've been really bogged down with a lot of my preps are in order. Like I almost, if I never was to buy any more storable food, I'm set like for, for years. You know what I mean? But I, hey. I obviously, obviously still want to stack up. But I'm at the point where I'm trying to enjoy some stuff because I know it's going to get bad. And I want to focus on warning people about what's coming because, man, you would think with the COVID lockdown, prepping would be just a way of life for everybody. And it's not. And it, it blows my mind. So, like, how, how's your feelings on that? What do you think people are missing? And how, how are you shocked at the level that people are not prepared considering what we went through? I'm to be absolutely frank I'm over it now now in the beginning yeah I uh and when I say beginning let's just say maybe five six months ago um I was thinking more people would be preppers um I was really excited about uh tpaca.co which is my number one kind of destination uh I I was going to finish that out grow it really work hard on it finish it by this summer so then you know a lot of people could be you know learning well you know after i got on clubhouse which is an audio social media platform and you start to actually talk to people you know see one of the one of the benefits or, or negatives in my life is when you work from your you know for yourself you work at home you're not out there kind of talking with a lot of people to kind of understand what's going on but once i got on clubhouse and it, it, it's, it's like there's a group of people that were coming into my room and it would be hit or miss. Most of the time miss. So let's just say out of a, a hundred percent, 25 percent, it was great conversations. Good people came in, asked great questions, work with a couple people one on one. But 75 percent people weren't coming in. And I, I, I was committed to it. So I said, no matter what. I'm going to, you know, show up at this time um, until until this summer. And so that was a big lesson to learn. And when I went into other more popular rooms where there was a large group of people, as soon as I start talking about prepping, it was like, say you're, you know, you're like, uh, you know, the, the first lineup of a show or something like that, where they're like, boo, boo. Bring the headliner. Boom. <laughs> That's like for me. I'm saying very rational things. I'm not saying anything that's like um, fear mongering or anything like that. Boom. Boom. I was like, oh my goodness, man. I'll tell you what, man, I'm getting it, it's that's very interesting to hear because I think from your perspective, um, from working at home and stuff. Right. So I work with the general public every day and I was right. getting worn out about hearing from about COVID. Right. So I was, this is kind of, this is sound bad. I don't even know how to really phrase it to not sound bad, but I was literally pretty excited about the Russian Russia invading Ukraine. Cause everybody like within a day totally changed what they were talking about. I was like, Oh man, this is free from having to listen about COVID all the time. Well, that, <laughs> that, that, that kind of died off. Right. And now the everyone's just talking about inflation every day which is just it, it's interesting to me how quick people's minds 
well, they didn't. Their minds did not shift quickly from COVID. That was that was almost two years of having to hear about that shit every day. But <laughs> right. it, it shifted pretty quick into Russia as soon as they had something else to to glean to 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 distract them from what they knew was the problem, right? And and I think retroactively, like looking at it, all this stuff's a distraction to get everybody off of thinking about the liberties we lost, about the the what is the big thing they try to say the body auto- autonomy that we lost yep. there there's a lot of ground taken during this whole thing that we'll never get back they set the bar and they raised a generation in that so it's just like i consider us the 911 generation like you, you mm-hmm. couldn't we, we can't go to the airport uh, and most of our generation has no idea what it's like to fly without getting accosted right oh that's like, true that yeah the, that's a good whole, that that's the good whole right gener- there for us they know about that so that was liberty's lost that that will never get back everybody's just growing up with that i uh, i opted out on my flight back man when uh when i was flying post 9-11 I've, i well i didn't fly for a few years post 9-11 but anytime i had to fly i would always opt out and that was kind of a big thing with patriots back then i don't know if you remember that is opting out and saying you know at least making it hard on the tsa to do that for us right and right. you would see that all the time at the airport i used to travel a lot there's a lot of people who were trying to stand up to it and, and I, man i have never got the pushback from not only the people other people flying but from tsa themselves when i opted out this time it was like you you would think i was lucifer himself just for just for for simply saying hey i don't want to go through your radiation machine right right i don't want to go through all this 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 security theater i'm gonna opt out they didn't even know what to do they had to go have like a little powwow about whether or not i could opt out and I had to bring up the whole, I actually like brought it up on my phone. Cause I was like, man, I'm about to go full Karen on this dude. If he tells me I can't <laughs> opt out, let me get on the little, like uh, the TSA website or whatever and, and tell him what, what's up. And it is just, I don't think people realize how much we lost during that and the inflation, the Ukraine war, Biden stumbling and bumbling all over the place. It's all just a distraction. So nobody says, hey, we need to set up some strict laws about how you cannot do this as a company. You cannot do this as a government in case there's a, or when there's another pandemic. There's not, nothing well, changed. I mean, all they've that, done is laid out some groundwork for how they're going to screw us over. Well, honestly, this has all been prescripted. Uh, I like to encourage your audience to uh, join Prepper Reset. Uh, you can find that on Instagram, or better yet, it's a locals community, so prepper.com. Um, I have a video, it was 2005, where basically they said they were going to do this to, was to provide distractions to get people, you know, going in all different directions, uh, having fear. This is all script. Um, nothing's new under the sun. Um, this is why that Ukraine, I, you know, I never bothered with that. I rarely, I, I've only mentioned it recently to say I'd never mentioned it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because I mean, you know, Putin, he's one of the young leaders of the, of Davos, you know, world economic forum. So he's in on all the inside secrets, just, just the same. They're pro- Russia is providing the same amount of tyranny as to their people as we're getting to ours. And I'll explain what I mean by that in a little bit later. So you guys, you know, stay tuned. And um, so that whole thing never distracted me. Inflation, to be honest, pisses me off. This 
It just pisses me off. I'm so pissed. I'm so angry because this this people don't realize how elections matter. I just put a video up on Prepper Reset where somebody diced and spliced it where where Trump predicts everything that happens. And it was very easy to predict. Right. So, and I've shared I've shared that out on my Instagram too. That's a that's a great clip. It's a great video. And it's one of those things where it's like it, it, people continue to vote their non-interest. And that's fine because I've decided that I'm checking out of society anyway, which is a whole nother conversation. Uh, basically, what I mean is not killing myself, but moving off grid, uh, homesteading. Um, but you can't rely on society. You can't rely on your fellow citizens to ever do the right thing for themselves. Forget about anything else. Make America great. There's nothing wrong with that concept. Okay? Like, how is that a bad concept? So people do not obviously vote for their own interests. I mean, you have, you know, I don't want to talk about this because, again, this would be a distraction. But we know with the ruling that just occurred with, with uh, the Supreme Court, there's 55-year-old women crying that can't get pregnant. Never <laughs> get pregnant, okay? And they're crying, having fits, can't control themselves. There's men now having vasectomies so Fake they can news. understand Fake how women news. feel. Fake news. Fake news. I've, I've, I've talked to friends who are in the medical industry, right? I said, have you seen that? Because uh, I saw that article and I was like, there's no way that's fucking real. Trust me. All you no. need is one person. Then you can write the article. And I guarantee you no, in no. California and the in New York, there are men that I'm, are doing it. I'm, I'm talking to people in California. That's the only place they know. That's the only place where my family's from. I'm talking to people San Francisco. Yeah, right. You're area. from yes. San Francisco. Right. I'm not from, I'm from the Bay Area. You want to make sure you want to make sure you got that difference. Okay. Yeah. I'm not I'm this the city, that's my city, but like I don't claim it as my home. That's I'm out on that. Um, I got but you. I'm talking to people in that area, and that news article one that the big red flag to me is there's no way you could collect any data on that that quick. Two days, three no, days. No, I don't disagree after. with you, but see, so, this is not one of those that's worth arguing about. You know why? Because common sense, this is why you have to use a little bit of common sense, a little bit of discernment. Would that happen? Could you see that happen? No. Nope, you there? something. I hope you can spice it back together. Yeah, me too. I don't know what happened. Well, but do you think you're going to be able to spice it, or do we have to start over? I hope so. Let's just assume that. So if if hang on, let me reset. This is the last Pepper Standing podcast. Me and Frederick have already been talking for a while. I may or may not have lost that information. I know it's saved. I don't know if I can splice it together. But we're going to continue our conversation to bring you up to speed. We're talking about kind of the deception that's going on across the country, where we stand, what articles are catching up with us. We're just talking about the fake news article, in my opinion, about men going in masses to get vasectomies over the Roe versus Wade, uh, the distraction that people are under 
uh, let me continue my thought on that. So I was talking about how I've, I've actually called up people who are in the medical industry back in California, asked them, have you seen an uptick in this? And they, and they like, what are you talking about? Why would we see an uptick in vasectomies? What's, what's, what are you talking about? I said, oh, here's this news article. I said it to them. They said, no, it's like, I haven't. No, that's not a thing. I don't think any men, any real men are going to be running to the to the clinic to get a vasectomy because of Roe versus Wade. I don't think that's a thing. Yeah, but see, I think you think that's not a thing. Maybe perhaps, which I don't I know. I don't think this is the case. But um, as you can see, all the crazy things doing, I would never think women would cut off their breasts. I would never think, you know, teachers would be talking about anal sex in schools with you know, a seven-year-olds. There's so many things that I would have never thought ever possible. But what I do know is once mainstream media starts putting it out there, it now becomes a thing. So it doesn't that, matter. It, that, that's very true because they, they, they put that out there and then it gets in the minds of people. And then the, these low information, low, low IQ people are like, oh, that's what I need to go do. And it's, it's honestly, it's a straight up blessing though. Cause you imagine the weak minded people who are getting vasectomies. They're not going to be able to procreate. What a fucking win. Yeah. I mean that, that, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I guess that's the upside of it. And I, and, and to be honest, it is, it's a, it might be a Christian way of thinking about it, to be honest with you, but it's not a, it's not a, uh, a human way to think about it. And it, I just wish, obviously we all do wish that we all had a little bit more common sense and people didn't run on stupid all day long. But, um, but yeah, brother, it's kind of like, you know, I'm shocked that more people did not choose preparedness because that's kind of how we ended it. We ended last conversation talking about if people, uh, more people would become preppers. And I really thought they would, that all my time and energy spent in one direction was going to pay off. And it kind of pulled me back once I realized that people aren't ready. It just is what it is. It's going to take another crisis, much bigger than this inflation, by the way, or things have to just get worse. Um, but yeah, people aren't good. I mean, people now could even be prepper as they want to. It's going to be very hard for people to prepare because the amount that preps they would need and the cost almost makes it prohibitive so and, that, um, and that's part of the plan you know early 2015 when i when i talked about mission 2024 about basic preps and getting stuff together my whole concept between behind mission 2024 was that by 2024 it is going to be completely impossible for you to start get prep to start getting prepared because it's going to be too expensive it's going to be too prohibitive for you to prepare and get those basics so part of the mission 2024 I have is buying the basic preps, your fitness, which I guess you can work on all the time, or I know you can work on all the time. You don't have to have money to do that. Survival skills. There's a lot of survival skills that you can self-teach yourself and learn and, and work on that don't involve any money. And then the most important to me, and that's kind of what I'm focusing on mostly right now, is uh, group building. Networking with people who are prepared, making sure that your family unit's tight, doing that type of thing, because the basic preps part, by the time we get to 2024, is is going to be impossible to do because it'll be too expensive or there won't be the resources to do it. And we're seeing a little bit of both of those right now. And it's about two years ahead of schedule, in my opinion. And I think the latter is probably really what's going to be 
prohibitive because you can make preparedness a priority and just put, put down entertainment and chalk that up as we don't do that anymore. Well, now maybe you have the money. The problem is the prep might not even be there. So, um, and this gets into something that's definitely a little bit more conspiratorial, what's going on with China. And it's one of the reasons why we should have, we should not have all of our manufacturing over there. And that will be the lesson we'll learn here in the years to come. But, um, but yeah, I, you know, just to conclude, I am shocked that more people aren't prepping. It's very disappointing. Um, I thought I could make a business out of just preparedness and I'm just not at that position. I'm just not at that point where I think I can make a viable uh, business. I'm going to keep continue trying because I'm all about educating and, and, you know, trying to be an influencer when it comes to preparedness, but the amount of support, if you don't have the support, it's very hard to do it. So, um, but yeah, that, that's one of the things I'm shocked about. And one of the things that I, I don't think people are thinking about, because I'm a really, you know, the people who truly follow me, you know, get this about me and they will even mention it to me and it almost in a way reminds me, but I'm a pretty heavy thinker, you know, uh, little picture is kind of what we're talking about now. All the things that we talked about is really little picture. And because I already understand the little picture, I don't spend too much time on it other than actually walking it like I talk it. <laughs> so what you said you were doing this summer, kind of some bucket list items and things like that. What I'm trying to do is just make sure my preparedness is all there. I'm going to do a two, one week or two week. I've decided to get power grid out. Just make sure I can run things with the power out, make sure I have everything in place, everything I would need. Um, some things I can't test like a coal stove in the summertime. Um, but, but I just want to test a lot of different ideas and concepts. I have um, a humidifier for, I, I want to see how much wood, you know, that would be a good example of a test. Uh, of one of the things I'm going to be doing for my testing, solar power, how quickly I can renew my energy into my battery packs and then restore uh, other battery packs and so forth. Um, backup plan with, um, with uh, uh, not gas, but with uh, propane um, inverter and just running that, see, seeing how that works and, you know, changing the oil, all these different things. So there's a lot of things that I want to do because if the grid does go down or something does happen after, say, September, October, or whatever towards the end of this year, uh, might get an October surprise right before the election. I just want to make sure, I want to feel real comfortable that I'm there. And, of course, I just keep on continuing stockpiling. I've never stopped. I've been doing it way before uh, food. I'm actually going to make a nice steak tomorrow, by the way, two steaks. I'm actually going to cook that I purchased in, I think it was February before the prices start kicking up. So, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, and I'm going to cook that on my rocket stove, you know, and, and so it's going to be wood fire. So again, just test. So that's kind of where I'm at, where my mind is at finishing up testing, making sure everything's in place. So then I can get to the point where you're at and be comfortable knowing that I got my, you know, my plan in place. Obviously we're always going to buy more preps. I mean, that's a, that's a, I mean, that's just what preppers do, but yeah, um, in, no, in no way am I stopping uh, purchasing stuff. And I think that's super smart to not only um, 
like you say, testing, but just getting familiar with that gear. I don't think that goes, um, is talked about too much. People say, Hey, buy this, but you know, you buy that little Coleman propane stove. The first time you use that thing is not going to be, you're not going to want it to be when it's a high pressure situation or it's like the worst situation possible to be in. You, you should be familiar with that type of stuff. Like using a rocket stove. That, that's so cool to me. I've never cooked with one of those. I have one, but I've never actually cooked with one. Have you actually, yeah, I'm, I'm moving it. I have it outside, like in the element. I'm actually moving it under. I have an enclosed porch and I have a covered porch. And I'm moving it to my covered porch because it really doesn't put up a lot of flame. But then I'm good to go in the wintertime. Um, so I'm, I'm actually excited about that. Bottom line, listeners, if your prep, preps are brand new, you're doing something wrong. I mean, nothing should be brand new. Everything should be, unless it's food, I guess. But everything, everything that's actual prep, a product, a gear, uh, a supply, should be. Unless you're, you know, one is none, two is one. You you have a backup, then that's fine. But everything should be used. So that's what I plan to do. Everything used, and really, when it comes to this solar generator thing, and this is stuff that you know, even some of these more well-known preppers don't talk about is that you have to get a watt meter and you have to, everything that you plan to use. So this is a nice little preparedness tip, uh, preparedness tip, uh, preparedness dot tips. Um, you guys check that out, but here's a nice little preparedness tip for you. If you have a solar generator, get a watt meter because you need to be plugging in and you need to write down every electronic that you plan to use. If the power grid fails, failure and what the amount of watts that it uses in an hour so you can calculate and make sure you know you have enough energy to go out through the night or maybe you have to go through two nights before you can replenish that energy with your solar panel so or with your in, gen, um, inverter generator so people definitely go out and buy yourself a watt meter if you plan to use a uh, solar generator but it's things like that that i'm kind of focusing on right now um, but I still, Lenny, consider that small picture, okay? Um, and so all these small picture things, it's like, can you walk and chew gum? Yes, okay? So those are small picture things. But I, the time I really spend is on big picture. And it's the thing that really interests me the most. And it's the thing that, to me, answers a lot of my questions going into the future, and I know you have a mission 24, but, um, or 2024, it's like, and I think probably universal, everybody, you know, in prepping world feels that, you know, this, this upcoming presidential election is going to mean something, perhaps be, you know, do something, maybe some event will happen, but I need to really understand from a very high on what's coming up in the future. And to me, the source is the Bible. I mean, it's not complicated. You know what I'm saying? Like we need no other source than looking at revelations. And so some of the things I wanted to talk with, and I'm glad you invited me back onto your podcast, because not only would I want to have your listeners hear this, but also I'm going to promote it because I want my my following as well to hear this information. There's, you know, so I consider this time we're in pre end times. A lot of people will call it the end times, but I don't, I, there's no way we're in the end times. 
um, if anything, we're in the pre-end times. Um, uh, I don't know if, if I can hear you. Something's going on with your end, Lenny. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, something's going on. It's like making noise, just so you know, for the podcast. Okay, yeah, Whatever you sound clear on my side. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Something you were doing, it, it, it was making noise, just so that's what makes sure the listeners can hear us. So I consider this pre-end times, not end times. And so one of the signals I think that we all could recognize when we're in the end times is the market of beast. And I've come to a conclusion that I have not heard anybody else talk about so far is we all have speculated. A lot of people have speculated. What is the mark of the beast? You know, obviously, once we start accepting the mark, which makes it very clear, either on your forehead or your right hand, that's how you'll buy and sell. I mean, this is um, not complicated, but just for your listeners sake, let me pull up that verse. Um, give me a minute. I don't know what I did with my phone. Oh, here it is. This way, anybody who might not be um, uh, a believer in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, which is, you know, we don't judge here, but um, just so you have a good reference point, let me uh, tell you what that is. So it's Revelation 13, uh, verse 16 through 17. It also forced on... It also forced all people, great and small, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or their forehead so that they could not buy or sell unless they had the mark, which is the name of the beast or the number of its name. So the, you have the mark or you have the name of the beast or you have the number of its name. I'm not going to deal with those two latter things. I'm just going to focus on the mark. And so a lot of people would say the mark is a chip, but if you, how does that affect your forehead? You know, nobody's getting chips in their forehead. <laughs> I mean, maybe some people are, but I, I don't see a, I don't see people getting chips in their forehead, but what I do see and which is right in the name it's called a biomarker, okay? So a biomark, um, and that biomark is face mapping, and that biomark also is so is is biometrics technology, and people right now are being conditioned. That's why I say we're in the pre phase of the end times. So I don't know how many people, how many people or your listeners open their phone with their face. You are being conditioned. You're being what I like to call primed. So when the next phase comes along, it won't be that big of a deal for you. If you put your fingerprint in a phone to open your phone, then you have been preconditioned. I wouldn't say you had the market beast because as of now, we're not using that technology to buy or sell. But guess who is? And this is maybe, guys, I don't know if you're going to get this part because we talked about it or earlier before the uh, conversation dropped. But Russia, right now, in their subway systems, you can just show your face and that's how you buy. Uh, or that's your, you know, that's how you enter into the subway system. You could also do that, use the same technology in China. So think about this. We're talking about you don't need a wallet. 
You don't even need a phone. All you have to do is show your forehead. And now you're buying, selling stuff. So this technology exists in China and in Russia. And as far as palm goes, your hand, that exists uh, under Amazon. You can look it up. Anybody who wants more information on this, just go to uh, prepperreset.com. I have a nice post. I think it's post 100 or 501 that kind of talks about this with videos and everything like that. So I think we're in the pre-end times, Lenny. I think we're, we're there. We're getting close. And I think that for now, to give some context to that Bible verse, this was through a dream, right? That yeah. he, he saw the revelation. All revelations it, through a dream. Right. So dreams are open to interpretation, right? And it's the individual person's interpretation. So you think about someone who received that dream at that time and age and stuff, and then to dream about future technology and the way things are now, that may be pretty hard to really put down on paper. So, I'm not going to question the Bible. The Bible is meant to be no, read but, as is. So right, no, I totally I'm, believe with you. I've, but your forehead, right? Like through your forehead, yes, it could be a face scan. It might not be something that's actually physically put into your forehead. You know, well, it has to be, in my opinion. That's why I think biomark is the perfect symbolism of the mark of the beast since, one, it has the word in it, and, two, it's the only technology that I know of that you can buy or sell with your face or forehead. Face, forehead, same thing. No, There's no difference. You know what I mean? There's no difference saying a face or a forehead because it's all the same thing. In right, my and that's what I'm saying. There's a, there's little tweaks there. You know, if somebody says uh, uh, through through a mark in your hand, you know, that might be you just using your thumb. You might be might be the phone you're holding in your hand. I think that's kind of open for for how they're gonna um, bring that in. I used to think that the mark of the beast, and I still kind of do in some ways, is um, your social security number. It's actually stored in a computer that's called the beast. I don't know if you know that, but it is very hard to buy, sell, or have a job, whether you're rich, poor, or anything, without your social security number, right? No, because it, this is worldwide. So that can't be, in my opinion, that, that cannot apply. This, this technology has to be unleashed worldwide. So outside of the United States, you're not going to have a social security number. And hand means hand, in my opinion. doesn't mean finger. doesn't mean, you know, whatever. It means your whole hand. And that's exactly the technology that uh, Amazon is unleashing um, because they feel the, prom the palm print is more secure than a facial marker. So they think the palm biomarker is more secure. So they're going with that, and, and um, MasterCard is going with face. So how it would work is very simple. You get your MasterCard, debit card, or credit card. You log in. You then take some pictures with your iPhone of your face. Now your face is being marked, biomark, up. And now when you go out, their new, their new uh, terminals will have, a, will have that uh, camera in it to recognize your face. It has to be a 3D image, so a picture won't work or anything like that. Um, and the video is out there. If you go on PrepperReset.com, you guys can see it. And um, so it, to me, it's pretty... It's pretty accurate. 
you like it's almost like to the point accurate like it's literally what the verse says there's no thinking about it there's no questioning or anything it's exactly what the verse says so in my opinion we are in the pre-end times just knowing that and until that's accepted those systems are accepted worldwide it won't it won't be the end time. It has to be accepted worldwide. So now, speaking of that, because I've been trying to think about what type of event would uh, bring something like that on, and obviously a massive grid down or cyber attack where everybody needed to reset in terms of their financials and having a job and their and everything, you're going to need something cataclysmic like that to happen to even justify bringing that in on a worldwide scale. And I saw the news this morning, there was uh, $6 billion in deposits disappeared in China and they're blaming a cyber attack. So I I think that's how they're going to bring it out, really. Well, I mean, all these things are speculative, obviously, or conspiratorial. Um, to me, it's irregardless. Um, I mean, I, I know that our Social Security runs out in 2028. So, you know, this is part of Agenda 30 plan, uh, their Great Reset. So, you know, 20, 2028 could be a good year it, it gets, you know, launched. Um, that would be election year as well. Um, so all I know is when – See, from my point of view, trying to look at big picture, I am just trying to put myself in a position where I could be where I want to be at during the end times. See, if you think about it like that, right, if you think, well, why am I studying this? What would be the point of it? It's because in my mind, there are markers, okay, that say, okay, if this happens, that happens, and that happens, we are in the end times, so make sure that you have positioned yourself uh, against that. And like the second one I'll talk about, because there's a lot we could talk about in Reve- Revelations. But the second one that I'm focusing on is the, uh, the four horsemen and particularly the pale rider. And so I've been trying to understand what this COVID vaccine's all about. And I sent you a video today um, and I'll, I'll, again, I'll put this on prepper reset because you can't, this is the kind of videos you just you couldn't even put the screenshot out because the guy's banned on all platforms. So as soon as they see the algorithm sees his name, all of a sudden you get, you get a strike. So it's just crazy the world we live in. It's the only reason why I have to have alternative platforms, by the way. And I just hope your listeners and other listeners support people who are who are trying to put out truth, but on other platforms that they might not be comfortable with, but work just as well as any other platform they might know. Um, but I'm going to put this out today, and he and he's saying in their words, not in his words or his opinions or anything, but in their words. And you'll have to understand who they are. Um, 700 million people worldwide are going to die because of this uh, COVID vaccine. I put it at a number probably similar or even maybe higher. Um, and that goes to what the pale horse rider in Revelation talks about, that he'll have domain over one quarter of the, the world. And one quarter of the world is approximately 2 billion people. So if you can indulge me, let me read that Bible verse just so people will have a reference and they understand what I'm talking about is 
It says, this is Revelation 6, 8. Revelation 6 and then verse 8. I looked and therefore, and therefore, I'm sorry. I looked and there before me was the pale horse. It's a rider named Death. So the pale horse rider is nicknamed Death. So there you go. And Hades followed close behind him meaning, you know, uh, the Antichrist. Uh, they were given powers over a fourth of the earth to kill by sword, famine, plague, and by wild beasts on earth. So it makes it very clear that one-fourth of the population, probably two billion people, will be killed during the end times. Again, don't have to figure things out. Don't have to speculate. And we know already the number one way to kill that many people would be by pestilence or virus or disease. There's no way in the world you can kill that many people, um, maybe with nuclear war, but then you destroy the whole world. So it, it would have to be some kind of disease. God has made us perfect, meaning that our bodies, not only when we get a virus, we learn what it is. We store it, and we'll never get that virus again because we've, we've been so programmed so perfectly. So the only way that they can kill off that many people, in my opinion, is if you now make us unhuman. And by doing a, a mRNA vaccine, you now, according to the, the country of Chile, have become a, become a mutant if you have taken that. And so now you're not human anymore. You're a mutant, according to the country of Chile. Look it up. And so I really want to focus with people, what preppers in particular. So what are they not paying attention to? I don't think they're paying attention to their immune system. And I think when it's all said and done with, if we are in the end times, I don't care if that's a period of four years or a period of, let's say, 20 years. It's going to be in our lifetime. And so the one thing that we have to make sure that we're, we're strong at, besides our preps, which I would call small picture, is our immune system, which is big picture. So that's another part of my prepping that I'm personally going to focus on and then also uh, – provide education on to, you know, I want to teach people about, you know, there's those who have been coerced, forced, pressured under a strong delusion to get that vaccine. I love them equally as I love anyone else who didn't get the vaccine. So I know now that doctors treatments out there where you can self heal yourself besides repenting, um, where you physically can heal your body and get these poisons out of you. And so I want to start teaching that to preppers or what I call is a prepper detox. Um, you know, I just use prepper detox because it's my brand, but it's just really a treatment that, um, that I'm finding from, you know, world renowned doctors. And I'm just going to educate people on all the different things they're talking about doing and then making sure we understand everything that we're going to do in advance before actually doing it. <laughs> you know, you got to, you got, you want to know what's going in your body at all times. Just so you hear me out there, listeners, never put stuff in your body. that You don't know what it is. 
you want to learn what's in your body, what goes in your body. Our bodies are temple. So, now, part of, part of the way I promoted this show, too, or how I plan on promoting it afterwards, too, I did a little bit of a teaser, but is talking about the, the prepper detox. And you said you were going to do, uh, do something for the listeners of this show. Absolutely. So basically what I, what I want to do, I'm, I put it at 10 listeners, but we'll just see how it goes. But the first 10 listeners that, jo- that join TPACA.co, which is preparenessawareness.com, um, you could just w- – you have to go www. though. Um, so it's easier just to type in TPACA.co. Sign up for that. Hit me up and just mention that you found me from last Prepper Standing podcast. And then I'll invite you into the prep detox. So if you know you've been vaccinated or you have family members, friends that have been vaccinated, this is a group that I'm going to have on my website. It's a paid group. It's going to be $29.99 for the year, up to so many members. Then I'm going to jump it up to $49.99, and eventually I'll jump it up to $99.99. So, and that's always year prices. I'm going to get you in for a lifetime. You'll never have to pay at all. So you just have to go again to tpaca.co. Mention that you heard me from the last Prepper Standing podcast. And then I'll get the first 10 in, no problem. And then, you know, depending on how many people respond, maybe add a couple, a few more as well. And I really encourage people to do that because when I, when I talk about the mission 2024, I, I say fitness, but that's, that's kind of a, overarching term for what I'm really talking about is just being healthy and detoxing yourself from anything that you may have put in yourself as part of your fitness as part of your health. It's something that I encourage everyone to do because there was um, a lot of people who I look at it as kind of a self martyr in a way. Like I have the ability and there was the opportunity to continue work somewhere else if my work really button but for some people they may have not had the opportunity to continue to take care or provide for their family unless they got that and sometimes you just have to sacrifice yourself and i totally get that and the best you could do for yourself after you kind of make that self-sacrifice of, of taking that poison is to try to figure out how to detox yourself so i highly encourage anyone to follow up with what frederick said and do that and take advantage of that free membership, do whatever the, the doctors are suggesting, whatever the protocols are and get yourself clean. And I think the biggest point you mentioned was rep- repent, repent, Absolutely. For, repent for what you did. And I don't want to gloss over the information that you put out there with the, the revelations in the end time. I'm a Bible believing Christian myself. I think that um, our job is to not only, you know, I consider you mentioned about a viable business for preparedness. I feel like it's kind of my my work and my missionary work is to get people prepared. And when I have an opportunity to talk to people about Jesus Christ, I do that. I seize on that opportunity. I think that's the overarching um, way everyone can be prepared because this is all just temporal and it's guaranteed to end at some point in time. And, and you've been told how it's going to end. Right. And that's so, what and as far as as preparedness goes to kind of tie it into, you know, what we do, um, why not use the book, the number one book to guide us in our preparedness? And so, you know, 
I'm not a theologian. My grandfather was a minister. I mean, I'm, I mean, don't get, I want to make sure everybody understands that, you know, I'm fallible. You know what I mean? I don't know if what I'm saying is 100% accurate. I don't want people to just come out and just believe what I say. Do the research as well. But these are the conclusions that I'm coming to. You know what I mean? I'm not exactly all the way there. You know, if you have the mark, what does that mean? I mean, I mean, if you have to buy or sell, sounds like everybody's going to have to have it. So what exactly does that mean? Now, I, I, I think if you know that, right, let's just say we come to the conclusion that it means it's bad, right? Let's just go with that, right? Well, then as a prepper, then you should be putting yourself in position where you don't ever have to worry about buying or selling. And that's going to get, we're going to save that for the next conversation. And I'll talk about being a preppeneer. And that is probably the first or second course that I'm going to make is about how to be a preppeneer. Because ultimately, you don't want to have them or anyone, any entity control you. You want to be free. And you want to be able to always live in a world of truth. And the only way that you can do that, in my opinion, is to become a preppeneer. So, um, so ultimately, that's why I think studying the Bible as a prepper is probably is it, it to me is very important because it's a clear timeline. There's clear signals that things are going to occur, and once I start seeing these things, I'm like, okay, well, now I know I need to push up or I need to make some moves quicker. Well, the, you know? the global the global elite occultists use it as their playbook too, and then clearly. And they're and they're trying to like CERN, you know, CERN's gonna they're gonna run CERN again on the fifth. So right after oh, Independence boy. Day, they're gonna test CERN again. And I'm a big believer in I mean that people are familiar with the Mandela effect, um, uh, and kind of some of the turmoil the world has gone through. I'm a big believer that CERN was kind of the catalyst for it when they tested it back, like I believe it was in 08 right around Um, in that time frame because things progressively have gotten stranger and worse why don't you tell effect is let's not make any assumptions that people know that or the mandela Mandela effect if you're not familiar with it to kind of give it um kind of in a nutshell is people on a massive scale have a memory of the way something was but then the actual current reality of it is different than the way a majority of people remember it. Um, the first way it got introduced to me was uh, the Bernstein Bears versus the Bernstein Bears. Right. And, and then you yeah. see it with... I remember Fruit, that. You see it with Fruit Loops. Um, also, those are just some of the little ones. Um, well, it comes from Della, just so people know. He, uh, he was a prisoner, of uh, a political prisoner from South Africa. And um, then he became the president but it, it's how people interpret that and remember Nelson Mandela. Some people will say he was never a political prisoner. He was the president always. And then it's and vice versa. People just. And that he, well, and that he died. Right. And that he died. Right. Exactly. Right. So that that's creepy in and of itself. But the, the way I was just, I was just saying the way I first became familiar with it was, was through that someone pointed it out and then they go back and they mentioned the, the main thing is the Nelson Mandela. That's why they call it the Mandela effect. And I have a very distinct memory of us being told in school that he was he was dead. Right. When he wasn't. And I, I know that happened. I didn't make that up in my head. I didn't. 
because I'm a very cynical person, been a very cynical person uh, since I was very little. And I distinctly remember, like, why the fuck would I care? I'm in America. <laughs> you know, like, why, why are you wasting my time with this? It doesn't matter to me. I saw right. that. That's that's how my memory of that went. And then, you know, he's not dead, but he's a. Uh, he's, I mean, he's a, dead not, now. But he's dead now, but he was a. Uh, and I think he had a lot of uh, a lot more influence than people realize because he was a, a knight of Malta, right? And he was one of the. He's he's a communist, but that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, it's 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 okay. crazy. You look up his whole history and in Winnie Mandela, his wife, uh, all that will blow your mind. It's not the um, mainstream Account. retroactive history that that you've been told <laughs> right right i mean you could say that almost with all these leaders to be honest with you um martha well yeah King. you know i was trying to explain to somebody because they were saying they didn't care about these january 6th hearings and i said they don't care about the january 6th hearings it's not for you it's not for me it's not for the current time we live in all these hearings and stuff is so they could frame where they're at like it's for people 50 years from now Exactly. So when they, they go back and they look at this, they have they're framing history. You know, they're not that's why so much people oh it doesn't make sense what they're doing. If you take the perspective of oh, they're doing this because they're framing history for how the history books are gonna be written in the future. So when this generation dies off and you know, like we go back to our our um our history books now, you know, and especially when you're in school and you're younger, it's one or two pages with a couple little pictures. And then, and then they tell you the whole entire history in a couple paragraphs, right? So that's what, right. this, stuff, that's what this stuff is for, is to frame history in the future. So they can well, continue, is, they can continue like, their long-term plan of control and taking away your freedom. Well, it, I like to use the word, and I, and I like to use it for good and bad, but I like to use the word prime. They're priming us. I think these, these Satan's minions um, in the medical field have been have now primed people with this poison. So then when the real um, uh, pestilent uh, or, or plague or disease comes now, instead of us having that power and strength that most humans have, because we, um, we come from our father, Lord and Jesus Christ, and we're built to survive. That's why we're still here standing. Now our bodies are weakened because we have been primed as a society. And guess how many approximately have been primed? About 2 billion. Exactly the number that, will, that he has control over. So it's just funny how things are lining up for me personally. I'm starting to really, truly see what's going on big picture. And, I, and I'm just putting it out there to people almost every day using the platform uh, Prepper Reset, uh, Instagram or .com. And I just hope more and more people start to think, you know, grant you, if you're not, if you don't have basic preps, obviously think little picture, hurricanes, floods, uh, national disaster, or, uh, nature, national natural disasters and then you can think a little bit when it comes to policies government policies be prepared for those things get that knocked out but once you get those things knocked out you have to really start thinking big picture and you have to decide what world do you want to live in right like you have to make these hard and, decisions 
that's that's where everybody's going to be facing is some some hard decisions going forward. And I hope that this episode has shined some light on some stuff for everybody that they can start thinking about uh, where we're at in terms of the overarching humanity's history, where we're at in our country's history and where you're at personally. So you can make those decisions about where you need to start and where you need to begin to get yourself prepared so you can ultimately live a life of freedom. And so, you might end up being the last prepper standing. Yeah, if you're lucky. <laughs> if you're lucky. <laughs> man, well, Frederick, thank you, man, for joining me. I appreciate this so much. I've definitely got to have you on. I definitely not only got to have you on this podcast more, but I got to just call and talk to you more, brother. <laughs> exactly. Uh, hey, call me after this, but hey, man, you know I appreciate it. Let me just tell the audience real quick. You can find me a couple different places. One, if you're a listener and I want to reward you, for you know, listening to this whole podcast towards the end, please go to p. Uh, I'm sorry, tpaca.co. That's the Preparedness Awareness Community Academy, tpaca.co, and just reach out to me, Frederick Reddy. Just 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 DM me. Say that you heard this podcast, and just type in "last prepper standing," and I'm going to get you into a paid group called the Prepper Detox especially if unfortunately um, anybody has taken the, um, the poison. So please reach out to me. And if you want to hear more truth, you just find me at prepperreset.com. So again, thank you. Thank you a lot. Any for, I really appreciate you inviting me back onto your podcast and God bless, bless you and your family, brother. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Peace.